Hey, I'm here. Evan, You're here. Are, Hi. You, are you in the studio? Yeah, I'm in the studio. Okay. All is, right, I love it. I isn't that like, so I crazy? Thought, I thought this is your home setup and I was like, okay, could, Evan. Could you, could you imagine? <laughs> hey, I wouldn't put it past you. He would I be, know. oh my gosh, I wish, I wish. How have you been, man? I'm good, dude. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. How oh have you been? God. I haven't seen you in, uh, I think I had that gig with Hillary Caps at Rough Trade. Yes. And I think that might have been the last time. Yeah, I, I mean, it, like right, that was like a couple weeks before. That's crazy. Yeah, when was that show? Was that February? I think it was like mid, mid to late February, and then yeah, I think that was the last time. So. That's crazy. We had no idea. At the, yeah, we, we had, had no, no idea, idea what was about to hit us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it like, was yeah. It was that was such a fun show though. I had never heard of that band Lola Marsh. They were and, so uh, good. They were so good, and. Like, uh, yeah, and Hillary's amazing. Obviously, she's been on here, and everybody go check out Hillary Caps. Um, yes. But um, yeah, that was such a such a fun show. That was sure. it was so fun. I like the acoustic. Just yeah. like I love those like acoustic chill. Yeah. Chill. And vibes. I think sometimes being an opener for like a sold out show can be so much fun to mm -hmm. try to like. I mean, it was her. You know, I don't want to speak for her. I was I was just accompanying Hillary on guitar, but. Um, can be the, but that that thing when you're kind of trying to win over somebody else's crowd can be super it can be cut tough both ways but i think it can be super rewarding when you do when you can kind of like all right i know you're here for somebody else but come over to my team for yeah exactly i know i feel like it's a probably a mix of like yeah that like but you're kind of like the pump up like you're like yeah you're getting everyone right. like ready right. hyped Right, exactly. But I think there's a, still a way to do it where it's like, all right, like I can get everybody hyped for this band, but hey, like exactly, you know, exactly. But you'll together. like me. Yeah. You'll like right. me too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but oh, man, I love your new EP. Thank you. No, is, I, thanks so much. I appreciate you've kind of reached out to me over the past couple of months as I've been rolling out, and I really appreciate it. And I mean, um, every song yeah. has been like so good, so good, and then you just put it all out. And it's a beautiful yeah. little baby. Um, it is. Um, yeah. Did you record? Did you record most of the album this year, like during the pandemic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did. Um, so this is like my home studio set up here in Brooklyn. Um, the vast majority of it, I actually recorded in like suburban Massachusetts. Um, I just kind of had house to myself more or less, and. Um, was there for like four or five weeks, right? Kind of, I think most all of May basically. And um, yeah, it was, it was super, it was probably the most rewarding recording experience I've had. Um, I think it was one of those things where March, we were all like, you know, whoa, trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. April, same deal. And not to make light of anything that everybody's how we've all been processing the past seven months but i think for me at least i process most things through music and that's where i kind of go to articulate what i'm thinking how i'm feeling and i think you probably feel the same way everybody listening to this we all have this shared love of music right and that's kind of how we help sort this stuff out and um i had written a lot of these songs i guess it was i was kind of reflecting back on this i had so most of this recording had been done in May, and then 
most of the songs were written at like a week span um, when I moved uh, about a year, year and a half ago into my own apartment for the first time. And I think both of those experiences were shared experiences of like solitude, of, of like a, a newfound sense of solitude. And not necessarily like a, a positive or a negative sense of, because I think sometimes like being alone can have both those feelings where you maybe feel lonely, but it's also a great time to reflect and to be kind of have the freedom to be alone, I guess. Um, and so I think they really worked well with each other, whereas like the, the creative part of me to write the song was in a similar space, it turns out, as I was seven months later, unbeknownst to, mm -hmm. to me. Um, but yeah, so it all kind of, it mostly, the recording was done there, and it was mostly just me um, in, on my computer um, working this stuff out. I just woke up and, and uh, worked. I think it was, it was kind of at the time of the pandemic where I, I, they were kind of rolling out some of the, uh, you know, assistance, financial assistance mm -hmm. and stuff. So it was, it was at a really good point where I could, I didn't have to really worry about anything except make music. I could just wake wow. up record all day kind of chill at night and it was and maybe it was just the freedom i had to be able to create and not have to worry about oh what am i going to do tonight with other people or like, yeah where, what am i going to do for financially it was like that was a really freeing thing for me and i think sometimes as a creative person or maybe for all of us like to be able to create or to think you have to allow yourself to be able to do that you have to give yourself the freedom to do that and so i whether I wanted to or not, was given the opportunity to have that freedom to record. And I was really grateful to have it. And I, I, I guess when I hear the songs, I really hear that experience. I hear that month kind of at this house on the water. And it was a really, I've never done a recording like that where I, it was like a location recording. So many of my favorite artists have done that where they like rent a yep, place and totally. And, that. and it was really cool to have that experience. Like, you know, where Joni Mitchell wrote Blue, like at a house on the water, or some other people, you know, whoever, yeah. our favorite artists. I think everybody's had that yeah. experience. So it was like, I had mine, you know? Yes. Yeah, that is really, really cool. And I mean, never will there be a time where right. that you well, can have really yeah. that, that, yeah. that alone time with no distractions. And right. especially for like you, someone like you, which is not, I'm not hating on anyone else, but you are someone who like, you are a musician. Like you like have been a musician since you were younger yeah. and you like social media and those other things aren't like part of your thing. Like you could just play music. I feel like you could just play music all day right. and right. be content. <laughs> right. yeah. So you have the time to do that. Right. Um, did you, did you feel like um, it was easier than to be like inspired to, uh, you know, try out new things on this album or this EP? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, easier. I'm trying to think. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, because it's probably the same idea of like I had the time and the freedom to try stuff and to really, um, you know, I think sometimes when you're collaborating with other people, that I love that, and I have since been doing that a lot more. I just had a friend over to record some trumpet stuff on a new song. Nice. Oh, I, I saw that after, in your story. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> I think, you know, that's, I love, and you've seen me play, usually when I play with, uh, play live, I play with a big band, and there's nothing like feeding off other people and having that kind of shared social experience of playing music. Um, but I think when you make something on your own, um, 
every decision you make is yours, right? So you can't, and that's good and bad. So you can't, you know, say, oh, I didn't like what this person played there. That something. It's like, well, you're responsible for everything that you hear, right? And so um, I really enjoyed that to just have the opportunity to um, create. And I think I really had no agenda with this music. Not to say that I have before, but it really, I didn't, I never saw these songs coming. I never had an expectation for these songs. They just kind of came out of these two experiences that I never really saw coming. Like I didn't, I didn't know what it would feel like to live on my own. And I for sure did not see this kind of pandemic coming. Um, but these two experiences of, of, you know, solitude, I guess, um, really prompted me to try stuff. Like, um, I don't know. I, and I did a lot of just more DIY recording stuff. Like I did some of the drums for towering over me on a couch. No um, way. Like I, I kind of did all this drumming with like kitchen utensils on, on there and then affected the sounds with that. Um, there was like a radiator on the floor, one of those air vents. And I was like playing that for <laughs> some kind of like cymbal sound. And, you know, you see some of these interviews with like Billie Eilish and yeah, some other Phineas. I was just thinking about Phineas. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many producers now who I think are, are working from home. I mean, you look at the last album of the year was made with two people in their bedroom. And mm -hmm. um, so that's a really cool thing. I think for me, I have come from a background of playing music, like you were saying, where I, that's how I, you know, I, I play guitar for other artists like Hillary or, you know, whoever I do different live event stuff. I, I sing, I play. So, um, I come from that more traditional background, I guess, mm -hmm. of like, Hey, we're going to have a guitar and a drum and a bass and all this stuff. Um, but I think so many people are thinking of all these new creative ways to make sound. And I think I freed myself or maybe humbled myself or maybe a combination <laughs> of both to be willing to try some of that stuff. Totally. Well, production is when it totally like is a total different, like, I mean, not total different world, but it is kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Exactly. And I think I, for me, you know, I, I, as a writer and then as a producer, those are two vastly different things right um yep. and i think i think it helped that i already methadone joan i wrote while i was recording everything else i had written beforehand and so i think it helped where i could kind of separate my brain from like writer peter to producer peter mm. um and i think i i felt like i did a really good job of being able to kind of put on a producer hat and take the songs that i had and accentuate them while not Bearing them, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what a great producer does, is able to kind of pull out the, the strong parts of the song and maybe lift up the parts that aren't as strong or something. So Totally. I mean, yeah. it, it really is crazy to think that you were able to do that yourself. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, it, was, it, was, it was super fun. And like I said, I, I it was how I kind of processed things. Uh, it really kind of, yeah, it, it just helped give me give me a project and and help kind of me process everything and keep keep moving forward here yeah how did you come up with that title too blind to hear i had it for a while i um i think it yeah i'm trying to think of how i i don't know i don't know exactly when i had it i think the whole um album well yeah the whole ep is really about just letting go um 
and letting go of adolescence, of past relationships, of past habits, of, of expectations, past or future. Um, and I think to get there, you have to really, like, I guess the whole idea of too blind to hear. One, I just like to play on words. Yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah. sucker for that kind of <laughs> stuff, right? And so the, to have that, idea, but it really, to me, what it means is um, that you're so focused on what's in front of you that you can't kind of hear where you need to be going. Um, and so I think this, these songs are about letting go of that kind of whatever vision you had for yourself of the past, of the future, whatever, and just really trying to be more present and to just, you know, let go of what you can't control and, and try to better and reflect on and improve what you can't control. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole album in general, like you said, um, part of it, I mean, I know I'm sure a lot is letting go of, of the past and just being present as, as yeah. well. And, and part of it, a huge part, it seems like, you know, a big, like, relationship album as well like knowing your discography uh, i mean you've always have great like deep songs these songs are like very deep and very yeah. direct um and to me because i know you're a john mayer fan this is like your yeah. heartbreak warfare for me I when i hear it, it i'm like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is um was it hard for you to put out an album like this which have songs that are very deep you know honestly no um I think, and maybe that's just a, a level of where I, I've released, you know, music before. And I think I, and maybe that's just a part of growing up where you're a little more aware of of the whole process, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I know what it feels like to release music and to get feedback, positive or negative, mm -hmm. to get people, to get personal feedback. And I think I, uh, for me at least, part of the whole letting go process was actually like letting go of a sense of like ego with my music to try to let go of that and it's hard and i don't know if i'm there but the of of just the the pushback because ultimately i can't control what how people receive my music yeah. all i can control is the music that i make and i have to be happy and content with the music that i put out that's the one thing i can control maybe i can control the other stuff i'm still trying to figure out how to do that i've learned some things there are definitely ways to kind of push push music to the right people but um i really wanted to make songs that i felt that i was proud of that i could stand behind and and i, I really also wanted to leave it there like to not let anything more kind of come out of that and the people who would be touched by the music would be touched by it the people who wouldn't wouldn't and that's great that's all music is right like we we love the music that we love and it connects us to those artists and other people um and there's plenty of music that we don't connect with and it doesn't really have to be any bigger than that like we're all wildly different human beings and we all have different interests and um, different life experiences and so we will gravitate towards people with those shared experiences or stuff we can connect with um so yeah i feel like i got a little off topic there. no no um, that's no that makes so much sense i mean yeah and that's what i think is so great with your writing is that it is really easy to connect with because everyone's yeah everyone is going through this isolation period everyone right. is letting go of a past that we thought we knew was our reality right. Right. Yeah. and trying to be more present so right. it, it really is of this time right now right. for everyone. 
Um, what did you have a favorite song that you wrote, like um, either the writing process or maybe just like your baby from it? <laughs> yeah, I um, I think they all in in different ways are, and and I actually mean that. I'm not saying that like um, just to pump this stuff, or <laughs> and, and I don't mean that in any arrogant way of like, oh, I no, no, they're just, all your I babies. Think, <laughs> yeah, and I think they're all what I felt like ended up happening is they were all like I was saying different reflections of letting go and so methadone Joan is maybe more of like the relationship side of that Loffler Lane is um I more or less like about a song uh, about like never leaving your hometown like the place you grew up and this like alternate life you could have had if you never left there um Fruits is reflecting about the different expectations you have for yourself and being judged by other people. Um, what else we got on there? Requiem for a deep water man is that inner 30 second yep. interlude I have there. Um, that is actually was inspired. One of my favorite kids book when I was growing up was called Burt Dow deep water man. And so I thought like to have I, one, I grew up playing classical music too. So I'm a sucker for like having those kind of requiem for a deep water, yes. right? like those kind of classically titled stuff. And um, so I thought that would be a kind of a cool way to be like in memoriam of my childhood. Um, Last night in Wyndham was um, uh, it's, it's, I, I guess I, yeah, it's more or less based around this or not really based around, but the title is taken from, uh, a town in Maine, Windham, Maine, and I spent a lot of my summers up in, up in Maine, and so that was kind of like my ode to, to that. And then what am I? Are towering over me? Um, same kind of thing of just like expectations or different stuff like that. So they were all these. I felt like time capsules or locations or different aspects of me letting go, of my adolescence and more or less. So <coughs> excuse I th- me. I think that's what's really cool about your writing on this and some of my, all of my favorite writers um, have this very specific aspect to it. Um, And I think that's the, this EP has very specific things, specific places, names um, that I think is really cool. Those are always my favorite where it's relatable, even though you didn't grow up in the same street, you maybe never went to Windermain, but you know it like Loffler Lane I pictured it. I pictured it as like right. my hometown right. in Connecticut. Right. I was like, oh yeah, that's my street that I grew up on. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Well, that's awesome. Thank but, you. That's, and that's exactly, I love hearing that. So thanks for sharing that. Cause I think, you know, we've talked, I feel like we have a bunch of the same shared yeah. <laughs> influences and, and, you know, people were, were into. And um, so I, you, you know, I'm the same way. I yeah. love, I love story songs. I love those songs and I think I'm the exact same way like some of my favorite songs like to me I felt like um, I was when I started making this album I just like I said I didn't really have an agenda but when I started doing it it felt to me like my Ferema like yes Uh, yes because you're in the house and you're right exactly and I felt like I was having my Ferema you know up in Wisconsin kind of thing or like Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska is another Mm. one of my favorite albums and he wrote that i think he had written born in the usa first or or had a lot of those songs but then like was like i need to get this off my chest and wrote this completely like the antithesis of born in the usa um and then born in the usa followed it so i felt like it was a similar 
yeah, I guess I just felt like that too, where it was like this very self-reflective, closed-off, insular musical experience. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. I mean, you know my favorite. Well, maybe you don't. I've said it before. But my favorite is Methadone. Joan, it's I, just... I know. Thank you. You've told me that. Yeah, it's, no. it's just so good. I've put it on like every playlist ever. I'm like, this <laughs> is it. just Thank like yeah. so good. Um, but I also love the contrast between Methadone Joan and like Towering Over Me in terms of production. Yeah. Um, was it fun for you to do some of that upbeat, upbeat, like more pop vibe for you, especially for yeah. Towering Over Me? Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I think, so it's funny. I, I guess I have actually written like, so, um, I put up my song trust fall about a year and a half ago. Yep. And with that, I had recorded four or five other songs and maybe it's since written another five that I felt like were a little more pop upbeat. Um, and then, and still have those songs. I still plan on releasing them in 2021. I think my music is definitely going to kind of turn into more of a pop upbeat direction. Ooh. Um, but I felt like maybe in the process of that, I kind of zagged into writing more ambient, reflective music. Mm. And Towering Over Me, I wrote... Towering Over Me is the oldest song. I, that's the only one that I didn't... So I wrote, like, Loeffler Lane, Fruits, and Last Night in Wyndham in the same week, which was, like, wow. a great week. Yeah, um, <laughs> you were just inspired. For a song. It just yeah. literally came, like, back to back to back, which is rare, for me at least. Um, uh, Towering Over Me, I had written about a year and a half ago. Um, and uh, it was, I think I was coming back from a gig or I was coming out with hanging out with people and just like going home. And I think sometimes that, especially in New York where you're out and it's really loud and you're on the subway and it's loud and then you go home to your apartment and it's just death quiet. Yep. And sometimes it takes you a while, at least for me, like if I have a really good show or I'm out doing music, it sometimes takes a while to unwind or come down from that. And I think those two stark feelings back to back where it's like you're super loud and then it's super quiet. Um, like that kind of brought out that song of like, you know, can you hear the ringing in my head? And just that, the, some of the like introspection it brings out when you're out and like a bit of a coming down from a high kind of a thing. Um, so I wanted to play that up in the music, which is why I'm giving the whole backstory of to kind of have that like bouncing pulsing beat but yes. then have more reflective lyrics and to see if i could merge the two of them well it was yeah. great it was great thank you no thanks so much man of Absolutely. course um we sadly only Are have we, out? we no we have i have much, yeah. no 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 i have we have four minutes left which is so right. sad until i'm cut off but before i let yeah. you go um even though i could definitely talk for longer um uh i want to know reflecting on this year yes. 2020 it's been crazy um what do you have what's a what's one goal you have for 2021 great question you always you always hit me something boom right at the end for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what is uh, sorry say it again one goal um, a goal you, one, one goal. goal for 2021 one goal well i mean i have a bunch of new music so i don't know if that really counts of just to That's... release stuff i i would say here's my goal i really wanted to shoot a music video for some of my stuff um, it didn't quite come to fruition. I did some live videos, but uh, my goal for the end of 2020 was to shoot a video. We'll see if that happens, but music video, fully produced, like to really nail a visual aesthetic for a song of mine. Yes. That would be a good, good one goal. That's a great, that's a great goal. <laughs> so, and now, and now I'm held to it. So now, now you have to, it's, you it's, now I have to do it. Yep. yep. You have to, <laughs> you spoke yep. it into the universe. Yeah, it will happen exactly. and people yep. are listening. Uh, yep. 
Well, thank you so much for yeah. for for calling in. And no, thank you, Evan. I appreciate course, it. Of course, of yeah, course. No, I love you know. I'm a big pop rocks fan. It's cool to see like you getting Joan on here and oh yeah, yeah. Everybody. <laughs> So, yeah, shout well, out to you for hustling with this. Well, thank you. Shout out to you. This is I think you might actually be my most interviewed guest. I think this Let's is this go. is your third time, third I think. Day, yeah. 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 This is great. Well, thank you. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for making the time to do it. Of course, of course. I hope you have a great rest of your night. Yep. You too. And hopefully we'll do this in person and you know, things will get back to some sense of normalcy. Some sense, soon, exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Good night. Take care, Evan. Yep. Bye. See ya.